Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All righty, rocking and rolling hour number two of our radio program. That's right. It is the Zach Gelb Show, coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio. Appreciate you tuning on in on this Friday edition of the show. Joe Theismann going to join us 20 minutes from now. And then coming up at 5.20 p.m. Eastern, 2.20 p.m. Pacific, we'll do an early preview to the betting side of the Super Bowl. Joining us from SportsGrid TV will be Taylor Mathis. So now we have all the head coaching jobs up for grabs that have been filled. Uh, The eight that were available, right? You had um, the Seattle Seahawks, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Carolina Panthers, the Los Angeles Chargers, the New England Patriots, the Atlanta Falcons, the Tennessee Titans, and then you also did have um, one more uh, that was available, Atlanta Falcons. So you had eight jobs uh, that were there for the taking, and now they've been all filled, uh, the commanders as well. Um, But when you look now at another job that could open up, this has been speculated. I think part of the reason to blame is us. I didn't speculate, but Florio said this on the show You got two teams that are remaining, the 49ers and the Chiefs. We all know that the 49ers aren't moving on from Kyle Shanahan. But the Chiefs don't want to move on from Andy Reid. But there has been speculation and there has been conversation about Andy Reid retiring after this game. And Florio said it on this show. Mike is plugged in. Mike is phenomenal with pro football talk. Uh, Peter King has refuted that. He doesn't see why it would happen. I kind of agree that I don't believe Andy Reid is coaching his final game. You know, I would be surprised after, what, 20 years of this guy getting in the playoffs and coming up short and being known as the guy that he could win a bunch of games, but he can't win the game. When you have now been a two-time Super Bowl champion and you have the possibility and there's a great chance that you could be a three-time Super Bowl champion after next Sunday, why would you leave right now when you have the best quarterback in the NFL? So, like, out of 100%, I'll say there's a 8% chance, a less than 10% chance, an 8 may be a high number, that there's an 8% chance that Andy Reid walks away. I just don't feel like Andy Reid is coaching his final game next Sunday. Like Stu and Sampton, before we rank these head coaches, do you think they're, like out of 100, what would your guys' number be on the chances that this is Andy Reid's final game and he's going to walk off into the sunset with the burger in his hand 
and he's going to be waddling away from the NFL after next Sunday. 31. 31? That's a high number, I think. Yeah. I think that Andy, listen, you know, Andy Reid has health issues. There's been some situations with his family. I think Mm -hmm. he still loves the game. It still seems like he's enjoying it. He's still at the top of his game. It doesn't seem like he's slowing down, but between his age, obviously his health concerns, his family, I wouldn't be as shocked as I initially thought I would be, Mm -hmm. but I still think it's below 50%. Yeah, I'm going 8%. So Samter goes 31. Stu, where are you at? I'm a little closer to Mike. I'm, I'm around Ooh. like 20%. Now, how much is this? Is you, you need him out of the AFC West to I mean, benefit your Raiders. I, I would like that, but but yes. Fraud. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I think I, I think there's a chance only because, you know, he's older. He's been coaching, you know, in the NFL as a head coach, you know, for like pretty much two decades. Like, yeah. Like I think it's, at a certain point, if he's tired, he's tired. It doesn't matter if he has Mahomes or a great team. I think that just might be, you know, if he thinks it's the end, it's the end. So, yeah. so, so let's do this exercise. Okay. Let's go around the room. Who is coaching the Kansas City Chiefs if Andy Reid retires after the Super Bowl? I'll play into your guys' game. I will have fun here. I know you guys aren't saying it's above 50. I'm at the lowest of lows here. I'm saying 8% chance Andy Reid walks away. I have a name in mind, and I have the name that I think would be the next head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, but I'll let you guys go first. I think it's Rabel, best guy in the market, uh, played for them for a little bit. I, I, I would go Rabel. Okay. Samter? I mean, part of me wants to say Spags has put his time in there in KC. That would be part fun. Of me, another part of me says, you know, Belichick and Mahomes together would be really fun after Belichick and Brady. But I'm going to go with the name off the board. I'm going to go Eric Bieniemy is going to get his way back to KC. They love him there. Those guys adore Eric Bieniemy. Do they, though? And we look at that offense with and without Eric Bieniemy, they're better with him. So I'm going to get. I'm gonna say Eric Bieniemy finally gets his shot. Do they love Bieniemy? Because, like, don't get me wrong. I want to see Biennemi be a head coach. And it would be like the ultimate bleep you to so many people after getting passed up for all those jobs throughout all those years and not really be getting a a great opportunity if he landed in Kansas City and then got to continue uh, the makings of, you know, let's say they win the Super Bowl. Then they're a dynasty because they have three Super Bowls. They get to continue the next chapter of the dynasty with Biennemi. But I do feel as if it felt a little forced at times when Mahomes and Kelsey would go out of their way to say how much they liked Biennemi. Because I don't know how much you heard that while Biennemi was there. It was like after he left, and then there was that speculation of, oh, well, how much is it that Biennemi didn't get along with Patrick Mahomes? Remember there was that conversation, especially after it was that AFC Championship game uh, that they lost. There was a lot of that conversation with some of the fighting that may have been happening between Mahomes and Bienemy. And then you get to D.C. where, let's be real, uh, the commanders have been a bunch of losers for a bunch of years anyway. So when you have players crying, oh, Bienemy's too tough on us. Oh, Bienemy's not a player's coach that kisses our ass all the time. I thought that was very lame, and I thought that was very weak by the uh, Washington commanders' players. And then Ron Rivera put his own foot in his mouth when he revealed that pretty much to the public. So... I just don't know in the year of 2024 where it feels like you got to be a player's coach and you can't be a doormat. Like, Biennemi's not a doormat, but I don't know if he has the player's coaching side in him. Um, I don't think it would be Biennemi. <laughs> Could you imagine this, by the way? I Let me preface what I'm about to say. This guy shouldn't get the job. 
But it would be so NFL jackassery if he did get the job. Matt Nagy's the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. Could you imagine Andy Reid retires and then Matt Nagy, former coach of the year, uh, gets the job in Kansas City because Mahomes likes him over Eric Bieniemy? That would be absurd. But it wouldn't shock me whatsoever. But I'm with Stu. I, I, I would love it to be Belichick. Um, I don't think it would be Bieniemy. It would be. Do you think any? Imagine these coaches that just got hired now. Like, imagine Jim Harbaugh. Because, like, Antonio Pierce, Mike McDonald, Dave Canales, Gerard Mayo, Dan Quinn, Brian Callahan, Raheem Morris. Like, I'm not saying any of those guys needed to be hired by Kansas City. But let's say this job opened up, like, when the the hiring cycle started. Could you imagine the Chiefs could have got Jim Harbaugh? Could you imagine that? Would Tomlin maybe say, oh, maybe now this is the time to leave Pittsburgh and then run over to Kansas City? So there's going to be a lot of people that are going to reevaluate their own situation. And it would be fascinating being the last team to become available if this job opens up and abundantly clear. I do not think it is going to open up because I think Reed's going to coach next year. I don't think he's going to walk away right when they have uh, reached that dynasty status in the NFL. And I think he'll try to go coach a few more years and get a few more Super Bowls. But if it does open up, I do kind of feel like Vrabel's the move. It's like the best of both worlds. It's a younger coach that has had some success in this league. Stu mentioned it. He was a part of that Matt Castle trade uh, with the Patriots when he went from the Patriots to the Chiefs at the end of his uh, tenure. Andy Reid not coaching next year in Kansas City. I would say Vrabel would be probably at the top of the list. Anyway, head coaching rankings. We'll go 8-1 to one here. Now, I'm going to give you a reason for, for each ranking. Raheem Morris is in at number 8. I have said for the last year Raheem Morris is deserving of another opportunity to coach. It's not necessarily the hire of Raheem Morris that makes him the the last hire for me. It is the process. Arthur Blank wanted Bill Belichick. Arthur Blank was talked out of not hiring Bill Belichick. And that just means to me the hire of Raheem Morris is a flawed hire. Because as an owner of a team, why didn't you hire Bill? And I think the biggest reason they didn't hire Bill is because Rich McKay thought that he was going to be ousted from the organization. And there was others in the organization that didn't think they would have a job a year from now. I understand why those guys would put up a stink. Like, you're going to lose your job. You should put up a stink. You should put up a fight. But it doesn't mean that the original decision by Blank that he wanted to make would have been the wrong one. So I don't like the process that led to Raheem Morris being the next head coach. Uh, Brian Callahan is in at number seven. He is a young offensive mind, football family, been around the game a long time, had a lot of success with the Cincinnati Bengals. I just look at the guy that they had in Mike Vrabel. Like, Vrabel's a better coach. The thing with Vrabel, though, and I think this gets underplayed, he didn't want to be in that organization anymore. So if you sense a coach that doesn't want to be there anymore and is giving you signs of that, then you got to make a move. And, yeah, you bring in an offensive mind to maybe get the most out of Will Levis, but... I still look at what they had and then where they are now. I still think they're years and years away from getting a better head coach in there or a guy that we look at that could be in the same level of a Mike Vrabel. In at number six, I am going with Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn was an underwhelming hire, but the guy is a good coach. Ben Johnson was supposed to be the hire there. They didn't get Ben Johnson. And then with some of the other names that were still out there, I thought Dan Quinn was just underwhelming. But Dan Quinn... 
along with Kyle Shanahan and Matt Ryan, played an MVP level and did get a team to a Super Bowl. So he does have some history. I just thought wherever they were going, new owner, you get Peters in there, that this is going to be a splashy hire. Dan Quinn isn't a splashy hire to me. So Raheem Morris at eight, Brian Callahan at seven, Dan Quinn at six. In at number five, Gerard Mayo with the Patriots. Gerard Mayo, when he was a player, was called Gerard Belichick by Tom Brady. And they always thought he was made to be a coach. He knew he was getting the New England job. It was written into his contract. They thought it was going to be a year from now, but then it all bottomed out in New England this year. The only thing that concerns me about Gerard Mayo is, is he trying to be like Belichick? It'll be different than Belichick. You just hear from the first press conference. But they haven't hired a GM yet in New England. And it doesn't seem like they're going to hire a GM until after the draft. So do they just go from Belichick having all the power to Gerard Mayo having all the power? And if that's the case, I don't think you're running your organization the right way. Because you should be bringing in a GM. Number four, the Dave Canales hire, I would not have thought that he would have got a job before the hiring process started. But he did a phenomenal job with Geno Smith, did a phenomenal job with Baker Mayfield. And considering the circumstance where you knew that the names that were going to be interested in Carolina, regardless of who they interviewed, were going to be limited, you have good continuity now in that organization. Because Morgan, the new GM who played for the Panthers, he knows Dave Canales because they worked together in Seattle. I did read, though, a very bizarre article that Dave Canales has authored a book with his wife. And it was about some of the infidelity that he had. And he had a sex addiction and a porn prediction as well. Uh, addiction. I, I was not expecting to read that about an NFL head coach. Like, And that must have been an awkward interview topic. Because it's out there in the open. And you know that they find out every piece of information about these coaches. But like, I'm not concerned that years ago Dave Canales had a porn addiction. In at number three, Mike McDonald. Young, rising, defensive coordinator, did a phenomenal job in Baltimore, did a phenomenal job in Michigan. It felt like, I'm not saying he's a younger version necessarily of Pete Carroll, but the idea of what Pete Carroll was, high-energy guy, respected in the league. We know Pete Carroll's a legendary coach. He's going to be a Hall of Fame coach. It seems like they just reset that team and got drastically younger to reset a Super Bowl-winning culture in, uh, in Seattle. I like the hire Mike McDaniel. Two, Antonio Pierce. Sometimes you just got to do the right thing. And the Raiders just did the right thing, right? You get taught as a kid, keep it simple, stupid. Kiss. They kept it simple. And they weren't stupid, the Las Vegas Raiders. It's one of the rare times the Raiders were told to do something and they didn't do something that elicited this response of what the heck the Raiders are doing. I love the energy that Antonio Pierce has. Antonio Pierce is kind of a coach like D'Amico Ryans has been, like Dan Campbell has been. And now it was a, a short sample size. Now we'll get to see it over a longer stretch. And then at number one, it's the easiest one ever. It's Jim Harbaugh. He's the, the best coach of the market for all things considered in the year of 24, 2024. So Jim Harbaugh, one with the Chargers. Antonio Pierce, two with the Raiders. Mike McDonald, three with the Seahawks. Dave Canales, four with the Carolina Panthers. Gerard Mayo, fifth with the Patriots. Dan Quinn, six with the Commanders. Brian Callahan, seventh with the Tennessee Titans. And then in at number eight, Raheem Morris with the Atlanta Falcons. All right, it's Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. We will get Joe Theismann's reaction to the commanders hiring Dan Quinn. And also, it appears, I would say, that Caleb Williams is going to be the number one overall pick. The commanders have the second pick. Will it be Drake May? Will it be Jaden Daniels? I'll get Joe Theismann's thoughts on that and also an early Super Bowl preview from him when the Zach Gelb Show returns in five minutes. Call from mom. Answer it. 
Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, it is the Zach Gelb Show, coast-to-coast on CBS Sports Radio. You can stream the NFL on Westwood One for free, and it's sponsored by our friends at AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL Live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app, get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. All right, he's at Gelb Show on a Friday on CBS Sports Radio. We are efforting uh, Joe Theismann. Should have him on uh, in a bit as we'll connect with the former quarterback uh, in Washington and we know uh, all the success that Joe had in his NFL career. Love to get his thoughts on Dan Quinn and the hire uh, in a, in a Landover, Maryland by the Commanders. A lot of people thought it was an underwhelming hire. I do think the hire is getting clowned a little bit too much. Like, the reaction by some, and I've not been overly positive about it, but this idea that this is like the worst hire ever that's not the case. Like, you could be critical of a hire and still acknowledge that Dan Quinn's deserving of another opportunity. Dan Quinn was a good coach, a head coach in the NFL. He's done a nice job uh, with the uh, w- with the Dallas Cowboys. But you could also say, yeah, I thought that they were going to get someone else. And when I take a look back, and you thought that it was going to be Ben Johnson. Yeah. It is disappointing that they didn't get Ben Johnson. But Ben Johnson didn't want the job. So there's nothing I could do. And there's nothing that Commanders fans could do. Where you don't get the job. You don't get the job to Ben Johnson. It's like, all right, then you got to pivot. And when you pivot, maybe Mike Vrabel didn't want the job. I think they should have hired Mike Vrabel. I think they should have went full out for Mike Vrabel. You know, I guess according to Diana Rossini, they considered Bill Belichick, but that didn't end up coming to fruition. And obviously some vetoed Bill Belichick in the organization. But when you had all this buzz and all this excitement brewing, and it ends up being Dan Quinn, you know, Dan Quinn is a fine name. Dan Quinn is... 
a former good coach in this league, but I thought more would end up transpiring and there would have been a bigger name that would have landed with the Commanders. Now joining us is uh, Joe Theismann. Won a Super Bowl. We all know the career of Joe Theismann, and he's kind enough to join us on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Joe, I know it's been a while. How you been, my friend? I've been good, Zach. Good afternoon to you. I hope all is well. Yeah, thanks so much for uh, jumping on board with us. What was your initial reaction when the commanders ended up hiring uh, Dan Quinn as their next head coach? I thought they made a good choice. I thought, uh, obviously, they've taken their time. We were the last one to sign the head coach, so their search committee uh, with Josh and his group uh, took a lot of time to look at a lot of different people, and um, I respect and I actually like the I like the uh, I like the hire. I think you know Dan brings a lot of experience. Um, he's done terrific jobs where he's been, and um, to me, I, I think I think it was a good hire. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a bad hire, Joe. Like I don't want this to get confused. I just thought it was underwhelming with all the energy, the excitement, and the buzz. Right, all those rumors that it was going to be Ben Johnson, and for whatever reason. Ben Johnson wanted to stay in Detroit. I just thought the name would have elicited like more excitement, I think, nationally. Well, you know, I, I think, you know, if you look at Dan's history, I mean, he's been in three Super Bowls, uh, been, been a top defensive coordinator, took Atlanta to the Super Bowl. You know, that one, we all know the history there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you don't, you don't, you know, names don't win football games. You know, Ben Johnson, I think, most people said, okay, that's probably going to be who they're going to go after. Well, he's off the table. He wasn't available. And I think, uh, obviously, the interviews had to go very well because Dan would be the head coach of the commanders if they did not. And so from my perspective, he brings, he brings a lot to the table with a lot of experience. Now, you know, like any head coach, any of the new head coaches, and even any of the current coaches that have lost coordinators, that's a very important element to that football team. Who's going to coordinate the offense? He can't coordinate the defense. He's a head coach. So who do you know? Who works with you? Who has a philosophy and concepts that you're familiar with, that you feel comfortable with, handling that side of the ball? There's been some speculation about maybe Chip Kelly leaving as the head coach of UCLA to be the commander's OC. Would that be a fine hire in your opinion? I don't – you know, I I don't really know. I think they'll probably – I don't think it'll – take too long a process uh chip's done a heck of a job the places he's been very creative very inventive um you know i think i think you know coach we have a lot of great coaches in the national football league and um i'm sure there's a list as long as my arm (laughs) that they'll look at talking to joe theisman there is excitement though brewing with the commanders when you bring in josh harris you get rid of daniel snyder you made a, a good hire from all things that we hear with the young up-and-coming GM that's been around the winning organization uh, with Adam Peters. Um, when you look, though, at the, the, the prospects and what the commanders are building, it is bizarre to me, Joe, why Ben Johnson wouldn't want that job. Because like everyone thought that was going to be the case. It's like, what was wrong with the commanders why he wouldn't want that job? That was weird to me. Well, Zach, see, I don't look at it that way. I think the Detroit Lions stepped up and said, Listen, you're a really young football coach. We've started something here in Detroit. We think our offense is explosive. We think our offense can be better next year. We think we can get things done. We think we can get back to where we want to go. If you want to leave, wish you a lot of luck. I'm sure they sweetened the pot for him to stay. I mean, you would think they would. Um, but, you know, I, to me, Ben staying was his choice. It was, 
the Detroit Lions, I think, recognizing his talent as a lot of teams in the National Football League did. And so I, you know, I, I think it's great that he got something that made him happy, keeps him where he feels comfortable. And his, he's, not, hey, he's not finished uh, with his name coming up in conversations for head coaches. Zach, you know this. We change head coaches every year. Yeah, we, we a lot of them. A half, yeah, we change about a half a dozen every year. So it's not like the merry-go-round's going to go around and he's going to miss a shot at the brass ring. If it's, if it's one more year and Detroit accomplishes what they feel like they can on offense and want to, he'll have that opportunity again. Talking to Joe Theismann right now, um, there's no doubt in your mind, right, that they're going to be taking a quarterback in the draft uh, at number two, I would think, right? I would be very surprised if they did not. And, and you made you know, some good points, really good points. Is you've got new ownership. You've got a new general manager. You've got a new head coach. You've got energy and enthusiasm and excitement in the fans, evidence that, that the first game of the season against Arizona this past year was the first time that a game had been sold out in 18 years, the first game of the season. So the fans are all excited. Yes, it didn't go the way they wanted, but you know, you're, you're continuing to do things with these splashes. You're continuing to send the message that we want to be special. We want to keep on going forward. And I think that the quarterback position is one where you bring somebody in and Sam competes. If he wins the job, he wins the job. At least, you know, you've got a a young guy with experience. But I I would be very surprised if that first pick by the commanders is not one of the three quarterbacks. Let's say Caleb Williams goes one to Chicago. Do you have a preference between Jaden Daniels and and Drake May for number two? I really don't have a preference between any of them, even if if, if Khalid didn't go uh, to one. And, you know, I think, I think Chicago may wind up taking a quarterback as well because, you know, they, you talk about draft capital, they've got a fair amount of it. But I, I think that every one of them is going to have to learn how to play in the National Football League. Every one of them will have to grow in the National Football League. And everyone will have to go through the process. So all three of them will have things that they will need to work on to become professional quarterbacks. Talking to Joe Theismann right now. I'm already sick of the conversation surrounding Brock Purdy, and we haven't even got into quarter uh, into Super Bowl <laughs> week. Like, you want to call him a game manager? You want to call him a system quarterback? You want to call him a good quarterback? I don't care, and he's winning right now with the 49ers. They're 60 minutes away from a Super Bowl, but I'll ask you the question, uh, how do you view Brock Purdy as an NFL quarterback? I think he is a top-flight NFL quarterback. I think he's smart. He makes good decisions with the ball in his hands. He showed us this last week that he has the ability to pick up key plays with his legs. And from my perspective, I think that, you know, all that's, you know, just because it doesn't matter where you were, where was Tom Brady drafted? I mean, come on. It, it, to me, uh, I think he's done a terrific job the last couple of years. I think San Francisco would probably be in the same situation they are now had Brock been healthy last year and not get knocked out of the game. So when you've got a quarterback who has done the things that he has done, put up the numbers that he has put up, and run games like he has, you better have an awful lot of respect for him, in my opinion. And, and you know, this, this whole thing um, about Mr. Irrelevant, all this, it doesn't matter. He gets the ball out of his hands quickly, like I said, makes good decisions with, with the ball in his hand, has the ability to make plays with his legs. He's in an offense and gets the ball to the people that can make plays also. So let's, let's applaud him for what he is and what he's done, not what people think that he might be or might not have done. Do you lean San Francisco in this game over the Chiefs? 
I was afraid you were going to ask me, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> this is a tough one because I'll tell you, it Joe, is. my brain says Kansas City, you can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. But my gut says I, the Niners are a better team. I, I tell you something. I've, I have felt the same way. How do you bet against Patrick and Andy? You can't forget that. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and Spags, I thought, I think Spags has done a great job Phenomenal. adjusting to the personnel on the other side of the ball. Um, and San Francisco is a team. I don't believe that San Francisco could do what they did the last two playoff games, and that starts slow. I don't believe that they can get off to a slow start. I think they have to play, as you said, 60 minutes of football. You can't play 45 or 30 Mm -hmm. and expect to get it done. Today, as I sit here, I say San Francisco. If you and I have this conversation tomorrow, I may have talked myself into into Kansas City. Yeah, my gut and my brain have been having a fight ever since we've known uh, this matchup. Exactly, mine too. And I I wonder how I'm going to pick uh, next Friday when we're at the Super Bowl. All righty, last thing I'll ask you. Um, I don't care how you win, just as long as you win. Did you feel like in the AFC Championship game, the Ravens were trying to win a specific way because it made no sense to me why they abandoned the run in that AFC title game? I think they were trying to win the way they felt like they could win. Um, <clears throat> I think Spags basically forced them out of the running game. Lamar didn't run as much as I thought he might. Um, and when he did, he sort of took care of either. He, he usually runs with a lot of reckless abandon. And in that particular game, I felt like uh, it wasn't quite the Lamar we had seen before. But again, I, I give a lot of credit to Kansas City and Spags on the defensive side. Basically say, we're going to put seven, eight, we're going to put seven guys at the line of scrimmage. You can't block everybody. We know that. And we feel like we'll put the pressure on Lamar to be able to throw the football against one-on-one coverage, man coverage. If you can do that and you beat us, then you win. If not, uh, we'll have a chance to be able to win. But you got to remember how close, you know, people sort of forget how close games are when we get to this point. You know, um, foolish penalties by the Ravens, giving Kansas City opportunities, uh, lost fumble which happens, unfortunately, happens at a bad time and a bad place. But, you know, there's two or three plays in every game. Detroit not being able to convert uh, on fourth downs. Even though the calls might have been good, the execution wasn't there. Um, so you can look at three or four plays in these, in these championship games and say, if it had gone the other way, we'd probably see different teams in. But I felt like, uh, I felt like what Kansas City did defensively to Baltimore's offense was forced them basically out of a comfort zone of wanting to be able to just run the football. He's a Super Bowl champion, former league MVP. He is Joe Theismann. Joe, appreciate the time as always. Be well. Thanks, Zach. You too. See you, see you in Vegas. You got it. We'll do. There he is, Joe Theismann, joining us on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. We'll take a break. When we come on back, uh, the LeBron camp says he's not getting traded, but... He could opt out at the end of the year and then become a free agent. I have the top five destinations, in my opinion, for LeBron James to be playing basketball next season. Update time first. Here is El Capitan, Marco Belletti. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, a little disclaimer before we get into our next segment. Even if the teams don't make sense from a dollar and cent standpoint, I don't want to hear it. There is nothing worse than the guy on social media. Uh, this I actually should have probably saved this one Thursday for a Zach Gelb show PSA. When you throw <laughs> a player to a team and they're like, oh, well, they're going to be over the salary cap. How the heck do they make it work? Every time in sports, when someone bitches about a salary cap problem, they find a way to figure it out. I can't tell you how many years I sat at the NovaCare complex in Philadelphia at the end of the off season, and you had some dweeb from like the Philadelphia Inquirer go to Howie Roseman. You know, Howie, how are you going to get under the cap? You're like $100 million over the cap. And they always find a way for it to happen. Remember when the, the Saints were like literally three years ago, $100 million over the cap. People thought the organization was going to sink and they were never going to be able to get under the cap. And guess what? They found a way to make it work. Like the NFL, I know we're about to do an NBA topic, but the NFL, how people sit here and they still try to explain dead cap and then there's all these like pre-June 1, post-June 1 cuts and everything. It's just like what we thought we knew about the salary cap, we know very little about it. We know there's a number. We know there's restructuring. We know there's ways to make big contracts then through the years not look as big and, and all that stuff. They always find a way. There is a way. So don't tweet me or DM me at Zach Gelb. Like you said, LeBron should go to this team next year. Well, uh, how the heck would they get under the cap? Oh, how would they get under the cap? Like, I just don't want to hear it. I'm not asking. This is one of the rare days where I'm not asking for logic. I I don't want the math nerd listening to this show right now. There was a reason when I went to Temple University that I only took one math class. And it was because that was the required math class. And I got a C in it because it was a difficult class. I am not good at math. I am the same guy that I once got on the air when Loyola Chicago was going on their great run. And I did a national radio show. And someone asked me, what percentage of chance do you give them in whatever next game they were playing on their quest to the final four And I was like, yeah, I give them a 60-30 chance to win the game. 60-30, I said. And then some guy calls in and he goes, you said you give them a 60-30 chance. What happened to the other 10%? And then I gave the the runaway line. Oh, that was for for Sister Jean. You know, that was for the magic of Sister Jean. So I am not good with math. So when we do conversations on where a player should land, don't tell me about the salary cap. Bleep your salary cap. I don't care about your salary cap. Now, with that being said, I'm going to bring in Stu here because I want to ask Stu this question. We know LeBron's not getting traded from now until the trade deadline. I never really gave much credence to the idea LeBron was going to get traded. I thought it would behoove the Lakers to trade him. But when Rich Paul informs everyone today, LeBron James's agent, that you are not going to have LeBron James get traded, guess what? In a players-driven league, 
LeBron James ain't getting traded from now until the trade deadline. So I'll ask you this, Stu. He has a player's option. We all know he's going to opt out. I think everyone would be surprised. There is the Bronny factor here as well. Does Bronny come out this year? Does he stay another year at USC? LeBron could do what LeBron wants. I'm at the point, let Bronny be Bronny. Like, I get it's nice father-son playing on the same team. It would be cool and all that. But I would let Bronny do his own thing. Like I said this yesterday, I'll say it again. When I elected to go to college, I didn't want my dad at college, right? When you start, or or when I got my first job, I didn't want to work with my dad, like things like that. When you are that young and you're trying to find life on your own way, and it's so tough when LeBron James is your father because everyone's going to compare you to him no matter what, I, I don't think you need to go team up with dad somewhere. I'm not saying that it wouldn't be like all warm and fuzzy and, and heartwarming if that happens, but I, I just don't think LeBron should go about it that way. That way. But... LeBron doesn't give a bleep what I have to say, nor should he. So let me just ask you this, Stu. Right now, where does your gut tell you that LeBron James is going to be next year? Would you say in L.A. or the field? I still think he will be in L.A. I think he likes the idea of playing in Los Angeles because of his acting and all Mm -hmm. the off-court stuff. And I think when Bronny comes to the league is when... Which, yeah, I don't think it's going to be next year. I'm kind of in the same boat as you. That's when I think he goes to another team. But I, I don't think he's going to go somewhere else to have a better chance at a ring. That's just my guess. Yeah, from a basketball standpoint, it makes sense for Bronny to stay another year at USC. But if Bronny does, like, let's say Bronny's on board with his dad being on his team, then it does behoove Bronny to leave college a year, you know, after one year because... I don't know if Bronny is a lottery pick right now. Like, he's averaging like six or seven points per game. But, like, let's also remember what he went through this summer. So, you know, I, I it's tough for me to evaluate Bronny right now. But it feels like Bronny isn't ready for the NBA. But let's say your dad makes it clear that he wants to play wherever his son goes and he will sign whoever drafts his son. You will have teams that will have an early first-round pick. Because, like, once, like, let's be real with the NBA. Once you get past the first three picks of the draft, no one knows who the heck's going where. And no one, like, a lot of people don't even know these players, especially with how many foreign players are now in the NBA. Like, the NFL draft, the first round, is so, like, you are glued to it. And even the second round, you're glued to it, too. After the first three picks of the NBA draft, you could almost like turn it off because it's very confusing too. You have all these players get drafted, then they get traded, but they can't say that it's official. So they're wearing the wrong hats at the podium. Like it's an absolute mess. It is a mess, the NBA draft. But if you do have that assurance from LeBron that he's going to go wherever Bronny goes, yeah, there's a team that could be in the lottery that definitely picks him even if he's not deserving of being a lottery pick because you know how much financial upside there is to getting LeBron James in your organization. But to what you said, Stu, I think this is a part that gets forgotten. When LeBron originally went to L.A., a lot of people didn't think he was going to win a championship. And a lot of people thought that was the first time in LeBron's career he made a decision for his future and a decision that was based off financial. With the Hollywood ties and all that and setting up life after basketball, business ventures, and things like that. 
Now, he ended up winning a championship in L.A. And I do kind of agree with you, Stu, that it does feel like, even if I like it or not, that LeBron's going to wait for Bronny, and as long as Bronny is good for it, he'll stay in L.A. until Bronny hits the uh, hits the league. But with all that being said, let's just say we live in a world here where LeBron opts out this summer, Bronny doesn't enter the NBA, or Bronny does enter the NBA, and he's like, Dad, I want to do my own thing. Here are five destinations that I would like to see LeBron James go to next year. The New York Knicks are one of them. The Knicks have a fun, exciting, competitive team. Jalen Brunson is a star. Jalen Brunson's making a case to be an MVP in the league. Julius Randle, even though he gets a lot of crap, he is once again an all-star. You got guys like Dante DiVincenzo continuing his successful story that started at Villanova. Like the Knicks, I feel like, need one more player. And how fun would that be? LeBron, each and every night for home games at the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden. If it's not the Knicks, I also wouldn't mind the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry and LeBron James on the same team, hello, that would be awesome. I also wouldn't mind seeing the Dallas Mavericks make a move for LeBron James. Luka Doncic and LeBron James, I don't know if it's a fit, but it could be fun on the basketball court. And you also have the Kyrie factor. Once again, I'm excluding salary cap from this. I don't know if they can make it work. If there's a way, there's a way. But we know that Kyrie Irving the last two years has wanted to reunite with LeBron James. Who says you can't go home? Well, I'm not saying back to Cleveland for a third time. But what about the Miami Heat? The Heat have been close. The Heat have been in two NBA finals recently. I don't believe Jimmy Butler's getting traded. I saw Kendrick Perkins said that. I don't really understand why he would say that. And I like Big Perk. But why are we thinking that the Heat have done Jimmy Butler wrong? Like, it's clear Jimmy Butler is a great player, but when he is the number one, you need other players around him. And the Heat, like, quite frankly, they are a team that can get to the finals. No one's going to want to go up against them. They're going to be a tough out. But even though Jimmy Butler is considered a one, I don't think he's the number one that you win a championship with. Like, he's viewed as a number one. I kind of call him, though, a 1A, where I think you need another person on the one level to go win a championship. You bring LeBron in there, and let's say you could have like LeBron, Bam Adebayo, and Jimmy Butler. Yeah, that would be fun. And then finally, the one, two, three, four, five Sixers, 10, 9, 8, 70 Sixers. Clap your hands. I thought LeBron should have picked the Sixers before he picked the Lakers with the young core that they had. Now, Joel Embiid, who knows if his body's ever gonna be able to hold up in the NBA? Tyrese Maxey is a young, like, I can't call him up and coming anymore because he's already been good for the last two years. He's a good player. And he has a very high ceiling. And you put LeBron on the Sixers, that trio of Embiid, Maxi, and LeBron, that could do some serious damage. Like, the Sixers, where they're currently constructed, they're not going to win a championship right now. So five destinations where I like to see LeBron James play next year if it's not the Lakers. Knicks, Warriors, Mavericks, Heat, and Sixers. Let's get back to the Chargers and Harbaugh conversation. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Let's go to Michael in Ohio. He's next up on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Michael, good afternoon. What's happening? What's going on, Zach? How are you? Doing great. Go ahead. 
So I got off work today, came home, uh, put it on, and, uh, you know, obviously talking about Harbaugh is the uh, number one hire of the uh, Mm -hmm. NFL season, and I can do nothing but agree with you. Um, I believe that Harbaugh is going to turn the Chargers around really, really quick. And uh, I just happened to get on and look at uh, NFL mock drafts, and they have the Chargers with the fifth pick taking Romo Dunze or Brock Bowers. If you add that with already the receivers, and I heard they're trying to maybe thinking about Saquon Barkley, with adding Harbaugh's system over there, I'm in for more misery every single year. <laughs> Harbaugh's just going to torment me. It was with Michigan and Ohio State, and I was going to be with the Chargers against the Raiders. Man, my condolences. I feel really bad that, that Harbaugh kicked your ass for the last three years with the Buckeyes. I feel really bad about that, Michael. <laughs> I'm kidding, obviously. There you go, Michael. Uh, joining us from Ohio, but he's not wrong. Like people forget the chart. Like that's the thing. Even though they should not have brought Staley back, they actually benefited from bringing Staley back a year later because they have now a last place schedule. You got Jim Harbaugh and they had the fifth overall pick. And I would think the first three picks in the draft are going to be quarterbacks, Williams, May, Daniels, and whatever order Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be four. And then after that, they could go alt the offense alignment. They could go Brock Bowers, the tight end. They could take uh, neighbors uh, from LSU or Roma Dunze. You could go a defensive player too. Chargers got a lot of good options at the fifth overall pick, and now they have confidence with Harbaugh. He'll turn them around. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 